Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. There's uh, my story, his story, and the truth somewhere in there. Y- you first. Let's see. Me first? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of started, I was playing in Detroit, and they were honoring Isaiah Thomas. They were retiring his jersey, his re- uh, jersey retirement ceremony, and Anita Baker sang the national anthem at the, at the palace for the ceremony. So afterwards, there was a reception. Of course, Anita was married at the time, so she and her husband, you know, I was kind of hot back then, you know, single, <laughs> whatever the case may be. And she was asking about my personal life, you know, and I was, you know, oh, I'm, I can't find the right person and blah, 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 and, you know, this, that, and the other. I'm kind of, you know, serious, you know, not serious. And so anyway, fine. So I, and then I think shortly thereafter, she saw you at a, I don't know, Lady of Soul. Uh, Soul Train Awards. Soul Train Lady Awards. Soul, mm-hmm. So anyway, during that, and she may have mentioned my name. I don't know. That's between them. But <laughs> she, she might have planted a seed. She now, did. Now, in the interim, I think I, I might have seen her video and might have kind of, you know, reached out, you know, on the, you know, to try to, you know, but to no avail. And then fast forward, you were in Detroit. Yes, I was judging a, a judging. like a talent search, like a Motown talent search. Right. And actually, when I was at Soul Train Awards, Anita Baker did come up to me, and I'm a huge Anita Baker fan, so she came up to me, and I thought we were going to speak sort of on for music, and she was like, I know a guy that'd be perfect for you. And I thought, this is kind of strange, but... Um, thank, thank you, Anita. Yeah, but... Um, and it was really just like very sort of like, I know a guy that'd be perfect for you, and she was talking about Grant, and I was living in California at the time, and I Obviously, he was living in Detroit, and as as she was as well. So I kind of it was just she mentioned it, and that was it, and moved on. And then about six months later, I was judging a Motown. No, was talent. it six months later? It was, what, six it was weeks. May. It was like that was maybe January, February. You were such a cement. You, and like, then, so yeah, so was, deep on timelines. Yeah, six this months. Is, it was more like three or four months. Okay. Th- okay. okay. You got to be exact. Three or four, six. Yes. All right. Give her a few, give or take a couple months. I was judging a Motown talent search and in Detroit. And then I bumped into a couple of his friends and they- So so we never really told this. So this is, it's crazy that we actually ended up together. So my boys, some of them are living with me. Some of them are living in Detroit, but they all grew up with me. And so the one night they want to go out and I don't go. And so they go out, they go to this after party. Mm-hmm. And then one of my boys calls me from the party and said, hey man, you should have come through, blah, blah, blah. We had a good time and there's a lot going on. Hey, Tamia's here. And so I had, you know, obviously knew who she was and I, you know, it was such a long way from, from downtown. It would have taken me an hour and a half to get there or whatever. Then he, he somehow puts her on the phone. Mm-hmm. And so we talked. Wherever you were, the party, the club, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. We talked for maybe a minute, if that. 
Then he puts me back on the phone, and then my other friend, my other friend was there, and he's the one that like would have messed everything. He would have tried to holler at it. Like he would have <laughs> been like, you know what I'm saying? He would have been and just totally. So I said, okay, give her my number and keep so-and-so away from her. <laughs> and so that was that was like, that's what I instructed my friend to do. I said, just give her my, I don't not because first of all, I didn't think she would really call, because how do you know it's me? Yeah. You know, some dudes come up and say, hey, so-and-so's on the phone, put your in, give it to her. So I just kind of thought nothing of it, whatever. Okay, fine. Later that night, she calls. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up talking pretty much all the way till, till the morning. So we probably were on the phone for four or five hours. Mm -hmm. And even at that point, you still don't technically <laughs> yeah, know it's yeah, me. No, yes. I could have been kicking games. That's true. You, you know, know and, and, you know, but but yeah. Anyway, so it was sort of over the phone yeah. where we first sort of were introduced. So what made you call? I got game. Oh, I just kicked the really bold on is, the can phone. Can we just take? I, cut, I was like, cut, you know, this, like, hey. come on, come on. No, I think you know. I don't know. I I think you know. I was at this party, and I actually didn't want to go to the party at all. It was a. I was judging a Motown talent search, and so it was like sort of an industry party, and they were like, just go for a little bit, and so I ended up going. Yeah, I, I spoke to his friends, and obviously, you know, I could hear his voice. It sounded the same. And, um, and you said Anita had planted this And Anita, yeah. and so we kind of were talking about that. So yeah. I felt pretty confident in um, knowing that it was him and then, you know, getting back home and sort of calling him. Did I call you that night or did I call you the next day? You called me that night. I don't think so. I've been like that night. 8.30. See, so. what happened was when she was driving back home, she saw that big Nora on the on Woodward Avenue. Oh my God, this is and too much. <laughs> <laughs> Take it down. I'm joking. Okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, okay. but, but she, did, we did, she did call that night. I didn't think she would call. And it was like, you know, probably 11.30. Whatever. Yeah. And we talked till like... Five in the morning. Yeah. And then we made plans to go on a date. And so that's kind of... That's kind of how it all... Yeah. Well, that first date, even then I'm thinking, okay, like I, I look at it now, I'm thinking like, she told me where she lived. I came to pick her up. Where like, my she, mom lived. Where her mom lived. Yeah, and so still not verified that it was, it was me. I, you probably... Maybe we can see was, out the window. So I pulled up, yeah. So okay, I pulled yeah, up, and so we went. We went to. Uh, <laughs> you can always pretend no one's home. Not that's true. The door. That's true. And your your, your family would have done. Yeah, that. they would have. Um, they would have done that. But we went on a first date. We saw Twister, mm -hmm. the movie. Mm -hmm. That was our first date. Yeah. But I didn't really pay attention too much. I was, you know, I was. We were talking. We were talking. Yes. Entire movie. Yes. Yeah. No one was there actually. Yeah, it was like two thirty. It was like nobody was there. It was. I don't know if the movie did well or not. Yeah, anyway, it did. It's it did? Oh, it did? Okay. Well, nobody know. was there when we saw yeah, it. So. Yeah, it was like we had the theater to ourselves, so yeah. it worked. Yeah, it was interesting. The timing of when we, we met like in May, which was sort of the end of the basketball season, or the end of my team didn't go too far in the playoffs. So it was the end of the season. And then it was weird. Like we kind of just, I, I guess I went out to Los Angeles. She was living in, in Bel Air, and so I was kind of in in her world, which, you know, the timing of us meeting, I think, was was really good in that sense. And then, so we just, you know, you, and then I went to the Olympics, and so she came to Atlanta. Then I think I went back out there to L.A. before the season started. And so we got a chance to spend a lot of time together during that three, four-month stretch. Mm -hmm. And then when the season started, I remember I went to play, and she went to film a movie. And you were you did um, speed two speed mm -hmm. two. So she was down in the Caribbean. Anyway, so we had a little bit of a foundation before we were 
sort of apart for you know extended periods of time. But we still, even during the season, I felt like we, we saw each other mm-hmm. a lot. She would come to Detroit. I would like, I don't even know how I did it. I would literally like after practice, take a flight from Detroit yeah. to LA and get to LA at like 4.30, 5 o'clock, then like hang out, go out to eat, and then take a red eye back to Detroit <laughs> and then be in practice the next morning. Yeah. And so I guess when you, you know, when you're young, <laughs> you get mad, I, I, I would be done for two weeks. But um, I think we got engaged two years into our relationship mm-hmm. and they got we, married yeah. a year later. We planned the wedding for about a year. Now I was 23 and you were 21. Yes. But she was... I was 22. 22? No, you were 21. Because you had just had your, your 20, 21st birthday yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. So she was legal. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then the next year you had your, your industry 21st yeah, birthday yes, party, yes. which you were really 22. But anyway... Um, okay. <laughs> I'm about to put a muzzle on you, for real. I remember yeah, yeah, dates yeah, and all that, so easy. that's probably too much. We met 23, 21. Yeah. I don't know if I ever thought, like... Growing up, if I thought I want to get married and none of that, I don't think. It, I, it wasn't like I was a little girl and I dreamed of a wedding and dreamed of the prince coming to get me. I mean, I moved to California when I was 17 and um, I had a record deal. I was kind of doing my thing and was fine doing that. And then we met and it was just, it just was very easy. So I don't even know if there was a day where I was like, this, well, I'm going to get married and we just really hit it off right away. And our relationship just sort of, relationship just sort of slowly progressed. And that was the sort of the next progression was getting married. And, and it seemed like a good time in our lives, but it wasn't like I was like, oh, I just I wanna find someone and settle down and get married. It wasn't like that at all. For me. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I, I was, you know, I had no intentions of getting married young. <laughs> I mean, I was going to do the, like what Derek Jeter did. Like, that was my game plan going into the NBA. And so, you know, we just hit it off. I mean, yeah. it was just, we were very compatible, you know. It felt easy. Like, it was just very. It was, yeah, but it was just, you know, you. You, you, you want to spend time with want, this person. Yeah. You want to be around them. So, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe a year. I don't know the exact time, but I knew that I wanted to be with her, be around her, hang out with her, you know, like that was, it, it seemed like that from, from the jump, from the start. Yeah. And so it was, cause I guess, you know, when you, when you meet somebody and it's that period, like you're kind of getting to know, and then when do you kind of become exclusive and do you have that, you know, like all that kind of stuff, it just seemed natural from, from the start. I don't know if we ever really did have that kind con- I think maybe one time I was like, okay, let me, like, where, where are we? Where are we at? Let's just figure this out because I don't want to waste no time. And we might have had that early on. But, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, it just, it just felt natural. Like, I, I don't, I think two years in, I, I think we, we got engaged. Yeah. But it could have been a year before that. I mean, I think when you're traveling. But we were young, though. We were young yes. and we were in weird, like, you know, she's in music, I'm in sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, when I got in, when I, when I bought her ring and I told my boys, like, yo, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I got this ring, I'm, they're like, why? <laughs> like, my boys are trying to talk me out of it. I don't know if they were like, okay, she's going to like replace us and no longer are we going to have access and all this. Or if they really were like concerned that there's something wrong with her. Right. 
or I didn't know what it was. It was like the weirdest thing. You think your boys would be like, "Hey, that's great, man!" Like I'm happy for you. They were like, "I just think, you know, I just think the I probably a little bit of it, a little bit But I think part of it was just like it was. You're young. Yeah. You got money. You got faith. Like, why would you want to be tied down? Yeah. And and so. I'm not boys with them anymore. <laughs> Maybe they saw something. <laughs> She's gonna get rid of us. No, no, I mean, it wasn't. So it was just we were we were young. We were very yeah. I think in our respective fields, we were very young. Um, and now it feels like the older we get, the the younger it, it seemed like we were. Because you know, now at our age, now knowing and having, you know, we have. 15 year old and like thinking, you know, I moved to California when I was 17. I would never let her move to California in a couple of years or thinking, you know, she's could get married, you know, at such a young age. It just seems like, you know, it's just really young. Hey fam, it's me, Cody Lane Oliver, co-creator of Black Love and proud Howard grad. I'm just popping in to say thank you so much for listening to Black Love The Interviews and to share a little something that our friends at Target are doing to help uplift the next generation of Black talent. Target is teaming up with HBCUs to create Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Plus, winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. Make sure you check back during Black History Month to see all of the winner's designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy, invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more about Target's commitment to HBCUs. My parents have, have been uh, married, how long have they been married? Definitely. I guess older than me, something. 40, something. 46 years? Yeah. 47 years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, around my parents and saw their example. And I think, you know, you, you realize that, you know, I mean, I, I think I internalized at a young age. It's not always easy. You know, I saw the good and you see the bad, you see the arguments, you see the real, you know, you see what, what happens in any relationship. But I also, I, I think, at least at that time, recognize you know the, the good outweighs the bad I guess if, yeah. if you want to say that and and so I didn't have this fantasy that it would be perfect and you know I mean that you know we would never argue we might have been that way for like the first three months, months <laughs> you know like you know but yeah I mean even before that I mean we had arguments that I mean mm-hmm. I you know, and, and things of that nature and disagreements. And I think that's any relationship. But it, so going and I had that example, if you will, you know, but also understanding. Well, maybe I didn't maybe we were too young to have so many expectations about what marriage is supposed to be. We kind of just really led with our heart. Like we were kind of like, we love each other. We want to be together. And that's it. I mean, there there weren't very many expectations going into it. On what it was, you yeah. know, what it would potentially be. No, I mean, yeah, I think I think that's that's partly right. I mean, I just think for me, I, I, I saw that relationships, you know, marriage is a lot of things. Yeah. I, I don't know too many dudes that are going into marriage or thinking about like, oh, it's just going to be this, you know. But I, I, I just, I, you know, seen that at home. I think I, I thought of, like I knew growing up, most of my friends didn't have 
two-parent homes. And so they looked at my parents and wanted to be around my parents. And, you know, they called my parents, you know, they were on a first-name basis with my parents. And so I was aware of that at a young age, but I also knew that it wasn't always smooth. And, and so I was, you know, going into a marriage, you know, with, with my wife that, you know, it's, it's you're just going to have your, your, your peaks and valleys. First of all, you talk about when I knew I wanted to marry her. Let me tell you when I knew. One day <laughs> in the morning, she made this bomb French toast. <laughs> the and French toast the story. Fr this bomb French toast. And I was like, I could marry her. Like this... <laughs> She, she, I mean, she's, she's, she's strong, she's beautiful, she's, she's a fighter, we're compatible, and she can cook. <laughs> and wow. so I knew I could marry it. And the thing about it, I haven't seen that French toast since. And so I, I'm, 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 I don't even think you made the French toast. Not on special occasions, I think, I I think somebody it. made it for you. I, yeah, I, I, I was just telling the kids about the French toast the other day. I was uh, like, I gotta make this French toast for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, but, um... What was the question? Roles? I think there were expectations around roles. Like so basically, she does not cook. <laughs> basically, that was no. that was not a conversation that we had. And no, I don't no, know if they were ever. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if you Listen, he, he was playing basketball. I was doing my career. And so it wasn't, we weren't going to go into a home together and I was going to stop working and he was going to, you know, all of a sudden start fixing toilets. Like that wasn't our, that Which wasn't, I don't do. that wasn't if plan. Some, if the plumber in the house, she fixes all the toilets. Like, I, 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 something breaks. I'm like, out of my way. I got this. I got, I got this. a handy so, wife. Yeah. <laughs> But no, we got when married. When we got married, then I moved to Detroit. She moved to Detroit. Yes, I'm, I, someone had to, someone had to move, and I was quite, I was quite ready to move to Detroit and and to sort of start that next chapter of my life. And and by that time too, the music business, you could commute, you could live wherever you wanted to live. You didn't have to live in California anymore. So and certainly moving to Detroit, I was closer to my family as well. So that was um, a welcome move for me. And that was really when we started to sort of live together and live as husband and what? A lot happened in that three-year stretch of time. I mean, you know, we, we moved to a different city. We moved mm -hmm. out of Detroit to Florida. It's kind of crazy. Like, all of a sudden, we're dating. We're kind of both in our careers, you know, excelling. She's with her music sort of taking off. I'm, you know, my career in basketball. Then we get married, and I get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're laughing. <laughs> It was not get a hurt. laughing matter. It wasn't yes. laughing. Was, tears turned to, 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 to laughs. No, um, but I mean, so we got hit with some adversity. And so during that stretch before our daughter was born, I mean, I, I was all of a sudden the thing that, you know, as a young man, a young husband that sort of validates you, your career, it's like it's abruptly sort of, I won't say taken from you, but it, you, you go through some some tough times. And so, and her career was was going well at that time. And, and but... Yeah, I mean, I think sort of the three years from when we got married compared to the three years before, it was it was it was night and day in a lot yeah. of ways, and so now all of a sudden I'm at home on crutches and she's you know on the road and touring and traveling, and it's just me and the dog, and you know <laughs> we're we're just hanging out. I think it was like it was that having our daughter was the natural sort of like we were ready to have kids, yeah. and it was kind of welcome to not yeah. to sort of. You were on crutches, you were dealing with your ankle injury and to sort of have something else to look forward to, something that was happy and 
the next chapter and and not knowing that the the ankle was going to be a long chapter in the right. book but sort of it was it was like a welcome time to to look forward to something to new a new beginning and that was that was Myla yeah yeah well i'm sure there was tension because it was frustrating probably frustrating for me not to be able to play you know you go to a new team you you paid a lot of money you're unable to be out there you know and then you're hurt and i'm sure that sort of spilled over into our our relationship but in a weird kind of way i think it was it was almost a a blessing in disguise in some ways because our our early years of marriage i was home all the time I was there. Now I might have had my urinal that I needed to get changed or you know I might have needed like I, I had a little bell cuz yeah, I wanted to destroy that. Cuz I was on, on crutches one. like all the time. Yeah. And so I couldn't do certain things. But yeah, I mean I was there. I was home. I was, you know, limping around. I was there yeah. and and she helped. I think I think if I were single going through that it probably would have been harder. You know, but I think sort of having a partner, having a wife, having a friend to sort of go through that with you. And then also, to me it could care less about basketball. You know, as she says now like, look, I watched 16 years of basketball. If I never have to watch another <laughs> basketball game in my life, I'm more than happy. So she, I mean, it was just at that point it was about us having that sort of distraction, if you will, and and her career and what's going on and you know, our family and going to dinner and just, you know, just being together. I think was a good thing in some ways. But no, I mean it was, you know, I'm sure at times I was moody, I was, you know, difficult and you know, you go through 4 years of being hurt, you know, it, But one it, year turned into two, turned into three. No, it did. Turned into four. But one year, one year so it, it basically I had the surgery and it didn't get right and never was healed. I remember one time I came back I said I got to have another surgery. She was like, "I can't take another <laughs> surgery. I'm over this." That. Like I am old, I'm thinking, "Hold on, they're cutting you, they're cutting me." You know, yes, but she yeah. but she, but that's the effect. she yeah. was she was uh she was playing she was nurse nurse to me yeah, for for yeah. those It's, so it's it, difficult. It yeah, it's difficult when you see someone that you love and especially when they do something that they they love and they're not able to do it. You know, I think our circle is kind of small too, so we kind of lean on each other and of course we have his parents, we have mine and but we really, you know, leaned on each other and and I could never put myself sort of in his shoes, you know. I was just sort of think about it like what if I couldn't sing anymore? What if for some reason I just could not saying anymore how would that make me feel so it is a it's it was a roller coaster you know emotionally because i think some days you would get good news from the doctor and then other days it would be like oh, okay now we have to have surgery again and it kind of does feel like you're having surgery as well when you're there to sort of be supportive and and how vulnerable can you be as a wife in terms of letting him see sort of how disappointed you are as well but also staying upbeat and saying okay we're going to get through this because during that time there was like you know a lot of disappointments and and, and sort of roller coaster of feelings but um we got through it and uh then you got rejuvenated several years later and and played well, for several extra years more than than we thought so it all worked out but it was it was kind of a, a sort of gray time i think well it was tough i mean it was tough my injury but then when she got her you know diagnosis and she found out she had you know she had ms that was that on top was, of that on top of that so kind of what happened like i had gone through four years of missed three years 
Then I had a surgery, I had a staph infection, I had, you know, my body went into shock, I had to go to the hospital, they did a skin flap. I mean, it was just That's a big... That's a funny story, actually. That, well, yeah, so, okay, it's a funny story. This is a funny this story. A funny, this is funny. He can't okay. tell. So, so, at this point, this was my fourth ankle surgery, and yes. each surgery was a season-ending surgery. By this time, we know the whole routine. I mean, we had, I had a little pouch for my crutches that I would put like my personal stuff, like a wallet almost yeah. in. And, Towels uh, under the crutches. Yeah, just the whole routine. So yeah. we come back and about four or five days later, my body temperature goes to like 104. And, and we had, you know, Milo was just maybe a year old. So we had all these thermometers in the house. And I remember I'm like, He's sitting I'm on, on the, the couch. couch and I'm shaking, my body's going into shock and she's on the phone with the team doctor. No, I get that thermometer. She gets the thermometer, she's looking at it and it's like 104, she's like, you can't be right. And she goes in, so she's, she's, going, I go and get another thermometer. So she's going through all the thermometers. We have a new baby, so we have lots of options yeah, as far as temperature is concerned. So I take it again and I'm like, this, so and he's asking me the whole time, and I know if I tell him, yeah. it's like one of those things. You tell the person, they're oh, I'm dying for but, sure. But she thinks so, I'm being dramatic yeah, too. Like yeah, she thinks yeah. I'm because yes, you know, I did. I, I kind of abuse was... my privileges yeah, yeah. on crutches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at this point, like I'm on the couch. Yeah, I'm, I was like, I'm this shaking. Is very dramatic. And so it said like one, 104, 104 or something, and I'm like, um, so what is it? What is it? I'm like, you know what? Just wait right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go call the team doc because, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's the thermometer or what, but let me call him. And he says, bring him over immediately. Bring him right now to the to the hospital. Yes. Should I call the ambulance? No. By the time you call the ambulance, you need to you need to get in the car and bring him right so, now. So somehow I get in the car. Now I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm non-weight bearing, so I'm in the back seat of the car. Yes. I have my foot propped up. Yes. Right between the driver and the passenger and seat. And I'm driving. And I'm sitting behind her I'm in the back I'm shaking like I'm you know I'm literally like my body is shaking I can't control my arms I think she thinks I'm like embellishing a little dramatic bit again, being dramatic yes, yeah. but, but like I my, did see the temperature so I knew but my arms are shaking and so we get on the highway we, we're going and it's, it's been raining outside so it was yeah. a little it was a little slippery and so she, somehow she was moving through traffic and she came to an abrupt stop yes and I didn't have a seatbelt on and so my head oh. hit the back of her headrest and my flailing arm, my arm came around and smacked her. <laughs> I thought she so, was going to die right So there. now she's yelling at me in the car, <laughs> screaming at me, cursing me out. You mother <laughs> and, and, and I'm in the back shaking. Like, I can't it control myself. It was an accident. And, it was an accident. I was like, I thought I was going to kill him. Like, it's like, you know, when the, the sting <laughs> of it all, it kind of just, you just want to, like, fight right there. And so, needless to say, I ended up going to the wrong hospital. So we get to the wrong hospital. They take me out. In a, in a wheelchair and we go in and she's looking for the doctor she can't find a doctor so she calls the doctor and he's like you're at the wrong hospital it's she's down like, the street him, she's like put him in the, in, the, in, the, in the back in the car and they're like no ma'am he needs attention right now so she's screaming with the people at the hospital put that put that mother back <laughs> that in the car that did not say was, that that did not say that no uh uh no no, not verified. Okay. She, she I said, said, please put him back said, in the car. She said, please put my husband you. back in the Thank car. You. No, she, she. <laughs> so he put him back in the car because so they were ready for you right, at the right. other hospital. They were ready. So anyway, I was in intensive care. I was, yeah. you know, it was a long story. I had to go get a skin flap. It was, it was a six Another, week process. Yes. And finally I get over that. I get off my crutches another month later. And then we go on a vacation and we come back from the vacation and you're having trouble yeah. Filling out the immigration forms. Mm -hmm. You know, long story short, that's when we found out 
bad. Well, I was in the hospital for several days. They, right. In order to rule MSN, they have to rule a lot of things out. So they take tests and, and we were literally on the plane coming back from our trip and I really couldn't, just my brain wasn't really working well. So they finally came down and said, you have MS and it was like, okay, now what is that? Um, and it was kind of a, it was kind of, you know, interesting because they had said so many things that it could have been, you know, you just had a baby and, you know, so it could be so many things so that when they said that, you know, I was like, okay, well, what exactly is that? So, you know, it, during that time, it was time to sort of, for us to sort of come together again and, you know, to support each other. And he's like, thank you, doctor. You took the diagnosis. And, you know, true to my husband, he says, I'm going to take you to Duke. <laughs> and so he took me to Duke where they had a top MS doctor there and to get sort of a second diagnosis and to which he, he did say that. And then from there, you know, he's like, we're going to, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that, you know, everything is good. So we started to learn about it and together started to sort of get healthy and, and live, you know, sort of a healthier lifestyle. Not that our lifestyle wasn't healthy, but, you know, um, to sort of become more aware of the things surrounding us. And the thing about with it, like, you know, you go through an injury um, with your ankle, you have surgery, it heals, it doesn't heal. You have to retire, whatever. I mean, it's, it's not the end of the world. Uh, not except for my flailing arms and- Slapping across slapping the face, her, yeah. Um, Cause her poor driving. <laughs> but, um, when you hear Matt, like you, at the time, you, you, you knew it was a neurological sort of issue, but you didn't really know what that was. And our only example of that was sort of Richard Pryor. I'm, I'm Montel Williams. Oh, Montel. Williams. Was that, no, George, no, Williams. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking the singer, George. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, so that you didn't, and, and so for me, I'm, you, know, you don't know what it is. So it's like sort of accepting it, it first of all, and then trying, like you said, to, to research it and how you're going to attack it. And so, you know, for me, I had gone through a number of things with the see sort of her strength and her fight. You know, it, it kind of encouraged me, you know, it encouraged me and, 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 you know, to keep going on and, you know, meanwhile, we still have a daughter at home and she's got needs and, and there's certain things as a mom that um, she just does and is really good at. Um, so at a point where I could have just said, you know what, I'm done. Like, you know, I'm, I'm over this. And I sat out that whole year. So I didn't play that whole year. Sort of just watching her deal with her her health situation and not feeling sorry for herself and, and fighting and, and wanting to resume her career, you know, inspired me. But it also, it's, it scared the crap out of me at first because you, you're thinking, you know, you don't know what this is. And come to find out, you know, a lot of people have it and you learn a great deal about it. But that was, so, you know, that was 03. So the first, you know, you know, sickness through health. You know, that was in our vows. And, you know, literally our vows were, were tested. Um, not so much us doing anything towards each other, but just more having to deal with some health issues that were, were certainly unexpected. Hey fam, it's me, Cody Lane Oliver, co-creator of Black Love and proud Howard grad. I'm just popping in to say thank you so much for listening to Black Love The Interviews and to share a little something that our friends at Target are doing to help uplift the next generation of Black talent. Target is teaming up with HBCUs to create Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. 
Plus, winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. Make sure you check back during Black History Month to see all of the winner's designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy, invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more about Target's commitment to HBCUs. For me, the diagnosis, the diagnosis of MS was, you know, not knowing sort of what it was and what it actually meant um, for us sort of in the future of our relationship and, and actually me as a person. There was a learning curve and sort of understanding with MS, the, with that diagnosis, it, it means different things for different people. You know, I know some people have a lot of pain and it progresses very quickly. That was not my issue and where I was with MS um, at that time. So sort of slowly just understanding your body. You know, I had been on tour and doing so many things and, and one of my main symptoms was that I was tired. But you know, my husband's injured, I have a new baby, I have an album coming out, and I'm touring. You're tired. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, we all kind of work through a state of being tired. And I just thought I was just really sort of really tired, but I thought, you know, that's kind of what everyone is. So I had I had slow little whispers of things that were happening. You know, my hands and feet sort of were getting numb every now and then. But the main thing for me was fatigue, which, you know, like we all do, I just sort of fought through it and uh, until the incident after our vacation happened and um, just neurologically, you know, things started to go haywire. So that was certainly very scary. I had worked out my entire life. I considered myself to be very healthy and to have something that you know, was sort of in your body and you didn't know what was going on, um, that was kind of a scary time. So I think for us, after that, we just really started to take life. I mean, we took life seriously, but I know for me, it was like at any given time, anything can happen. And, you know, you can do all the right things and some terrible stuff can, you know, can happen. And so I think you have to, you know, live your life. And certainly we continue to be active and don't same vacations. And right. I think you're saying you appreciate you don't necessarily sweat the small stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of just, you know, you take things in stride. It gives you a different perspective. And, you know, I think, I, I think to me, a, sort of, you know, has what I sort of admire about her. And maybe part of it was going through that, or maybe it was just who you are, but just the incredible sort of balance that she has in her life. You know, my life is not in balance <laughs> at all. But I mean, she just, you know, prioritizes and makes things, you know, and it's like, you know, she has a career, but it's not the end all be all. And it's not something for her where, she's got to be doing something 350 days out of the year. I mean, she, she has balance. She makes time to take care of herself, make time to be a, a mother, to be a wife, uh, and have her career, which is not an easy thing to do by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't, That's I mean, one of the things I did, that I learned from that time was to try and keep it everything in balance. Right. To try and, you can't please everyone you can't there's not enough hours in the day to do all of the things that everyone was asking for you to do and you know i wasn't listening to my body i wasn't listening to the little whispers that were telling me something was wrong and you know until it kind of just 
caught up with me. So I think, you know, that's, I try to keep things in balance. It doesn't always happen. <laughs> things, I mean, I'm juggling, you drop the ball and you just kind of look around, see if anyone's watching and you just kind of pick it up and continue to juggle. So, I mean, you, that, that sort of kind of been my sort of goal is to try and keep things in balance, but you do your best. I also think with, with your career, I think the, the music business is tough. And, you know, I think sort of having gone through that, from what I've seen is you've sort of really learned to trust your gut and your instincts. And so I, I think this sort of an independent sort of thought process or mindset sort of came out of that where yes. it was like, you know what, I don't need to stick to what yes. others say or what their rules are. I'm just going to do yep. it, do it my way. Yep. And you know, and continue. Like the independent albums. Well, continue with yeah. So mm -hmm. I mean, since then it's been, you know, it's been years. I mean, 15 years since since then, and you're still going. Uh, but I, I noticed that as someone who's sort of, you know, associate executive producer <laughs> of her projects, you I don't know, think so. assistant A and R. You know what I'm saying? Not yet. Okay. No. Right. One, of <laughs> One of the things that I realized early on too that I could control that I didn't like and I didn't necessarily mind when I was 17 or when I was 23 and it was just us, I didn't like someone having control of my calendar, telling me when and where I could go and what I had to do. I wanted to have a say in that. I wanted to say, no, I don't want to do this particular thing. Or yes, I want to do this particular thing. Or can we, do you think they could do it a week later because I have this particular thing to do? So the only way I could do that was that if I sort of took control of my own career and, and that's when I started after that, I started to, you know, go the more independent route and, and sort of take control of my life, which made me feel obviously more in control of my sort of schedule and the things that I was going to do and not going to do. But you don't mind taking control of my calendar. Yeah, I, I'm trying to help you. Okay. Right. I'm trying to help you with your calendar. Okay, right. I do need Your help. calendar is out of control. I need, I need an assistant. Yeah, yeah, your calendar is yes. out of control. We're talking about balance. Yeah, I have no We're balance. working on, we're working yeah, on I, it. We're I, working I, on no it. Balance. Grant has 100 jobs, which yes. is good. He's yes. never at a loss for a job, but he, he'll run himself into the ground and you have to, you know, yeah. keep an eye on, on him for that. Yeah. I have to keep my eye on you for that. So, she's, so you're saying what that have I she's, about she's my mirror? Then I'm, then I'm pretty. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, 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 I'm better looking than I thought. What have I learned about myself? Hmm. Um, you know, I will say we were talking about this the other day. I am thankful that I have someone that I have so many shared experiences with that we can sit back and talk about this, you know, particular thing or this thing happened. Or I'll say to him, I was there. And he's like, yeah, you, you don't remember you were there. And it's just, it's nice to have someone that you've gone through so many things and so many years with that, that you can literally talk about certain times in your lives and, and, and they were there. So you only value me because I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember yes. the last 21 years. Okay. You right. do. Uh, Verbatim, you remember the last 21 years. No, but that is, it's, it's nice to, to be able to say, oh, remember when we were 24 and we went to the Luxor in Vegas and this crazy thing happened. I mean, it's, you know, and you remind me, you reminded me of something the other day where someone at that time paged me about something and I, and I completely forgot about that. And it was a sort of a significant thing that I remembered in a friendship that I, that I had that I was like, oh wow, 
that did happen. See, I remember everything. Yeah, he does. She remembers yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's why I, I don't. But I, then here's I, the thing. I'm not really great at arguing. She it, knows every lyric to every song. I do. I know no lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so I know, it's interesting how we process <laughs> yes. information. Um, but what was the question? I can't remember the question. What have you learned about yourself? About myself? <laughs> Sorry, that was hilarious. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's selective. I can't remember. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> nothing short term, just long. You know. Yeah, just a long um, term. <laughs> what have I learned about myself? Uh, I have no idea. Um, you know, I mean, I think for me, I'm an only child of two only children, and you know, at an early age, you know, you show talent in your in your respective craft. You know, you, you become a little bit um, self-absorbed. And I think that's that's natural. I mean, the time I was 14, and I played in high school and in college, and then all of a sudden, bam! I'm 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 a celebrity. I'm I'm, I'm wealthy. You know, and I'm young. I mean, that's a dangerous sort of mix and combination. And I think you know, I guess I learned that I can be selfless. I can, you know, I can, you know, marriage is it's not about you. it's not about you. It's you know, and you really have to learn to compromise pick and choose your battles, but you're, you know, you're coexisting yeah. with someone every day, every day. Like, you know, <laughs> there's Why no time out, like there's that? no 20 seconds. <laughs> there's no, no, every day. day, I mean, every day. And yeah. so like, I, I don't think I, <laughs> if I go back to when we first met and certainly when we met, my intentions weren't to get married, <laughs> other intentions, but, when we first met, the idea that I could have like gone through this journey and still enjoy, like I, I, I don't know if I thought I could do that. If I could share and, and compromise and, you know, just like I said, live and coexist with someone else. Like that, it's not easy, you know, and it's, but it's, but it's something that, you know, that we've done, I've done. And so I think to be, you know, less self-absorbed or selfless, it, it, more, I guess, to, to be able to understand that I have been that, and I can be that, and I can find fulfillment in that, is has been one of many things that have been eye-opening. Well, I think we were both in, a, in an industry where it's very easy to be selfish. It's always sort of about you and what you want, and and then you're bringing two people together who grew up separate, grew up differently, and who have. There's different... a reason they call them divas. <laughs> I won't say who's a diva, but follow the phone. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, this, no, it's, she's not a diva. Yeah, whatever. So here's the thing. Speaking of coexisting, here's the one thing that <laughs> this a pet peeve I have. Pet peeve? Yes, that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, did because you, no, but, but it just came up. But it came up. So I don't know if I've ever like said this before. Then you should be right 21 now. 21 years, okay? And so instead of like asking me to do something oh yeah honey can you can you go and and give me some you know something from the drugstore or honey or sweetheart that's only can you do this or love of my life can you yeah yeah she'll ask me she'll say (laughs) i say do you (laughs) she'll say do you want to go get me something (laughs) and she always like starts it off with the do you want to do you want to go and give me something and for years you never said anything and, and i'm thinking to myself 
No, I really don't want to do that. Like, He's you like, know, do I want to go I, to the drug do store? I want, like, no, no, I don't. I don't want to do it. Like, it's not really a question. It's but like, in marriage, you you do do that. <laughs> yeah, Some, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. No, sometimes. I do that all the time. That's no, no, same, 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 same. You ask me, do I want to? And I say sometimes, most of the time, yeah. I do. But I didn't even realize that's what I did you until, you, until like oh. years into the marriage. Honey, like, why do you, you wanna, always ask things in the form of a question? Yeah, do you want to go and you know turn the air on? Like, do you? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's true. Yes. So anyway, that's my that's my. That's easy. Thing. That's easy. I'm sorry. Back to you. Okay. Yes. When do we get to go to my list? Because I have a list oh, too. Oh, list. <laughs> I just said one thing. How much time do you have? <laughs> Man, you know this. You know, he, he doesn't carry a key. That's an annoying pet peeve. Like, you know you're coming in from a flight at 2 a.m. and you want to ring the doorbell or call me and say, can you come answer the door? No, I don't want to answer the door. It's 2 a.m. and you knew you were coming in at that time. Carry a key. Here's your house. You live here. This is, you know, this is where you stay. So well, for, well, now you have a key. Well, well first, now of you all, have a key, but... first of all, I'm very responsible. So I'm scared <laughs> I would lose a key. And I, that I, is I, true. I, I worry about the safety of my family. Oh, okay, so okay. that's first of all. Second of all, you talk about expectations in a marriage. When you come home, I want to be greeted. I want to be, <laughs> hello, honey, <laughs> I'm here. True. And so, you know, that's, yeah, that's part no, why. It's 2 a.m. Okay, so let yourself in. All right. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> You know, I'm pretty conscious, but particularly, I remember when our oldest daughter, when you were pregnant with Mila, and I read a book, it was it was Fatherless Daughters. And, you know, I'm an only child of two only children, so I had no cousins. Like, I didn't have girls in my life until I started dating girls or being interested in girls in high school. So, you know, trying to understand little girls and the roles that dads may play. And so I remember reading a story about, I know this is a long story to get to my point. So I remember reading story. a story about this woman who was in her 40s, but back when she was six, seven years old, her father died. And as a six or seven year old, she internalized that, that her father didn't love her because if, if he loved her, he would have taken care of himself and been healthy. And so she carried that baggage with her all throughout her adulthood and had issues with substance abuse, was very promiscuous and was, in, anyway, it was a long story about her. And, and so it was sort of eye-opening to me that, you know, I'm the first man that, you know, my daughters will fall in love with. And also the standard, like, you know, they're gonna see how I treat their mother. Not that we don't argue, not that, but you try to sort of, if we need to have a discussion try to do that away from them. Maybe bite. We try, we try. We try, and sometimes look, I mean, it just come, you know. But yeah, I mean, I think you have two impressionable young girls who are gonna absorb and take in, and we're gonna sort of be an example for them and an expectation for them in, ter in terms of what a relationship should look like. So that is a heavy responsibility. You don't get it right all the time. You're not perfect. You Sometimes you'll say things, you're like, oh man, did I just say that? Not even just, it might just be, you know, doing, you know, reciting a lyric to a song or something, but just, you know, you, you are conscious of the fact that, that that is a huge responsibility. And that's, you know, like just the idea of being a parent. I mean, still remember, I'm going all over the place, but I remember we had our first child and we leave the hospital and then we're there at the house and then our parents leave and it's just us. <laughs> 
And I'm thinking. I think I cried. I was like, don't I'm, go, mom, don't go. And I'm thinking like, I know nothing about what I'm supposed to do with this baby. And I'm not even sure if she really knows. Yeah. Like I was kind of questioning. I, I didn't see all this maternal. <laughs> I didn't see this. I'm and so I was like, I hope she child. knows what she's doing because yes. I have no idea. Yeah. And I still remember the first bath we had with Miley. We took, we took, we have it on film actually. Mm-hmm. We took, we, we, we took her bath. We cleaned her up, and then she kind of wrapped her up and yeah. put her. And then Myla spits up. Yeah. And I'm thinking she's choking. And so I'm like, ah, oh, she's choking. You know, I'm going crazy. And I'm having on film. And so I, because I had no idea about raising a child. Yeah. It's the most fulfilling, the most rewarding job, but it's also the most challenging and the most difficult. I was thinking about this the other day that even as you, when you meet and you're 23, 24, and now we're um, not 23 and 24, and you have children, some things even for me personally that I didn't think I needed to deal with, I found myself realizing that I needed to deal with them. Like, you know, not having a father in your life. And, you know, Myla or my other daughter would say things like, I miss daddy. Or, you know, they would definitely come down and greet him and things like that. And really having to deal with yourself and really having to deal with sort of the loss of that. And growing up, not thinking that I even had a problem with that. Like I didn't feel like, okay, I didn't have a dad. I, you know, I had a great mom. I had a career. When you have children and you see things through their eyes, it also shows you things that you are processing and you realize you didn't have at all. And you're even though you're happy that you gave that to them, you realize, man, that was a huge thing that that I missed in life and sort of dealing with that and, and, and being happy that they have it, but then sort of mourning the loss of something that you didn't have. And so even as you have kids and you get older, there are still things that you're sort of dealing with that are sort of brought to the surface that you didn't realize they were actually a thing. Kids have a way of of sort of doing that to you and, and sort of having you look back and think of, you know, who you were at six, 15, three, and and sort of looking back at yourself. Kids also too, it's interesting with, with the relationship automatically changes. Like with Myla, it was funny, you know, when she was born, like literally, we did everything you're not supposed to do with a, with a baby. Like, Myla slept, like, <laughs> on your chest yes. for the first her first three months. And literally, not until, I mean, she was in our bed. Yeah. So, so amazing we had another child. Because yeah. Myla was in our bed, you know, as far back as, as, as I could remember. But um, I, I do remember, like, I used, man, that used to be me laying on her chest. <laughs> like... I was like jealous, like, you know, like, you know, and now all of a sudden it's all about the baby, which is great. And there's, you know, I was on crutches, so I couldn't, you know, do certain things. It wasn't a bad thing. I couldn't do the diapers and all no, that. I couldn't yeah, carry yeah. her early right, on. Right. But like, I felt like I actually honestly found myself like jealous that this baby's getting all the attention. <laughs> and, you know, I, I used, you know, that used to be me, you know, and, and, um, but, 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 but all of a sudden, you know, the key, I guess, or the challenge is maintaining a connection with the connection each other, yes. while you still have the responsibility yes. of raising the kid. Because now, like, your life becomes, you know, basically we are a transportation service yeah. and we're a bank. Yes. I mean, literally, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We drive them everywhere and we pay for everything. 
And, yeah. and we could, and we were never good at anything, any particular thing. Whatever they're doing is like, ah, oh, you didn't. You know, the kids play basketball. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, in their their eyes. I play basketball. I'm pretty good at it. In their eyes. Like, I beat Leia on a race the other day, and she's, like, not letting it go. They give us no love. (laughs) Like, like, I was a scrub basketball (laughs) player. Yeah, I was, like, not athletic at all. Tamia just does, like, bar mitzvahs. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's. They're like, you sing R&B? Who listens to R&B? I'm like, this is cold. This is a cold house. They're haters. This is a cold house. But they're steady ass. Asking for like, can I have this? Can I have that? Or can every now this? and then, like now we have like YouTube and things like that. So then, you know, they'll see something or their friend will point something out. Brett and I would do these like funny videos where we're by the piano or something. And then one of their friends will see it and they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. You did that. But it's like. No, they still don't show, they show us <laughs> no nothing. love. Yeah, like yeah. literally nothing. Like my daughter plays basketball. And I know the whole teenage daughter thing. And I'm not an overbearing parent. I see things and I keep, you know, I try to stay quiet. I don't want her to feel like, you know, I had a father who played football, a dad played basketball. I have to excel to, to be valued or whatever. So I'm just supportive parent. But once a blue moon, I'll offer a suggestion and she'll just be like, dad, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. How did you play basketball? We don't do that. Like, we don't do that anymore. That's the old school way of, and I'm just thinking, okay, you know what? Like, I, I, I just keep quiet, you know, yes. I don't say anything. That's also interesting, too, when you become parents. Like, what kind of parent are you? Like, certain things that you'll do, like, certain things that I'll do now, I'll, like, think, oh, that's my mom. Or, like, we'll get in the car, and they'll want to listen to certain songs, and we're, like, in the front, and we're, like, we want to listen to this. And we're, like, we're turning into our parents. where We're, like, that's not music. This is music. Be quiet. Listen to the lyrics. And it's just, like, we're, you, as you grow, you're, you're seeing yourself as, as, as your parents and, and, and seeing what type of parent you are and what each kid will go to one parent to, to you know, he's, he's fun dad all day. Take the kids to play dates till 11 p.m. Like, you know, all the kids want to go on a play date with Mr. Hill. And, you know. And, and what are you? I'm definitely not playdate material. I am like uh, not playdate material. Um, quiet time. <laughs> we do. <laughs> have a little quiet time. You play a quiet game. That's a very good game. It's just interesting to see what the kids will will come to each of us for. I'm like, you want a snack? I'm like, if they're hungry, they need clothing, shelter, you know, mm. things like that. Right. What works in one relationship yeah, may not work in the next. Work. And I think we we learned that early on too. You know, what even relationships that have lasted a long time. You know, certain things go on in their relationships that you're like, I would never take that. Or, you know, that's not so bad. Um, so you really have to focus on your relationship and maybe take little tidbits of what's going to work. You know your wife. If she's not gonna <laughs> go for that, um, don't try it. For both of you, for, for anyone, I think people will say, oh, you gotta communicate, you gotta do this. Bottom line, you just gotta make it a priority. Yeah. And I think if you prioritize and there's something that's important, then you will figure it out. And you gotta accept and allow each other to grow too. You know, like, I'm not the same girl I was at 23, and he's not the same guy he was. I mean, <laughs> who you telling? He'll live. But I, I think that, you know, it's important, you know, certain things that, 
you certain career goals that you may have had certain things in life change and you kind of have to be able to roll with the punches and support each other in whatever that vision is even if it's a new vision and and we're changing a little bit this you know i, I want to now try this job or try this thing it's important to support each other and not think that you guys are going to stay the same it, the, the exact same the relationship will stay the, the exact same or you as a person will stay the exact same. It's important that you grow. You know, it's just important that you, you grow together. You sound real Canadian right now. I do. I am. Came out. <laughs> came out. You got to stay together, eh? Yes. <laughs> well, it comes out every once in a while. Every now and then. Yeah.